sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is... Hey everybody, welcome October 20th, 2023. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Happy Friday. It's almost the weekend. Uh, So let's get through the headlines as quick as possible. I'm going to try to get through the headlines as quick as possible. So here are some key takeaways If you're paying attention, if you're hip to the trick, Hamas attack was allowed to happen uh, to justify more spending, particularly in Ukraine and the conflict there. And it's the neocons in the House uh, that aren't voting for Jordan. Why? They don't want to limit spending as Jordan and MAGA believe the United States has to limit spending. Um, it's this blank check to Ukraine, uh, talking about hundreds of billions of dollars again. We are at war already with militant Islam. Um, I believe it's a Shia thing. Um, I'm sure the Sunnis will join in soon enough. Uh, because... To be honest, the, the Palestinians in Gaza, Hamas, is Sunni, but they're getting help from Hezbollah and Iran. And all this is, uh, all this is drawing sides for a larger world war, and all this is to distract uh, from human displacement and the building of a new world order through a dialectical struggle. Clash of civilizations, as we talked about yesterday. All right, uh, let's get into it. All right, we're going to start out with Breitbart. <laughs> now, I believe this is... Um, from the editor there, uh, Alex Marlowe. My wife likes this guy. I'm not a big fan of Breitbart. But he has this headline here, Breaking Biden author, uh, five takeaways from Joe's duplicitous Oval Office address about Ukraine. So if you didn't see this last night, uh, Joe Biden had this obviously taped uh, Oval Office address. It was supposed to come across as live. And let's see what Alex Marlowe from Breitbart uh says the takeaways are the address was about Ukraine, not Israel. Indeed, earth to Joe, Ukraine and Israel are not the same. Joe's false construct uh, tying Israel's survival to Ukraine spending. Uh, Number four, Joe wants more cash for the military industrial complex. Joe is thinking about a two-state solution and Islamophobia. So those are his takeaways, Alex Marlowe's not too far off. The Associated Press is reporting Biden declares Israel and Ukraine support is vital for U.S. security, which it is not. We will ask Congress for billions. That's the problem there is, as I I laid out uh, for the takeaways, 
is it's spending. It's all about spending. Now, is this spending needed to prop up the economy? Maybe. CBS News reports Biden calls on Congress for $100 billion to support Israel and Ukraine. $100 billion that we don't have. And the only way, uh, well, the way you're endangering U.S. security is coming down on the side of Israel, not uh, trying to broker peace in the Middle East, but to come down the side of Israel. And I'm not saying the U.S. shouldn't support Israel. We already give them about $6 billion a year, but another $50 billion, or I don't know how much Israel is going to get in this package. But as you saw with Mike Turner uh, earlier in the week, and as you see with the neocons in Congress, they want to keep uh, the spigot of money flowing. And we're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars a year. So we already are at war. And I just wanted, uh, I'm going to throw this in a little early. So let's just change that and go back to Joe Biden. This is from the Daily Mail. Uh, Joe Biden gives Israel private backing for ground invasion of Gaza, saying he's fully in support of plans to eradicate Hamas. Sources say his defense minister warns it'll be a long and difficult war. Maybe another 20-year war. Uh, they need six years to uh, launch the Third World War. So that's coming soon, mark my word. The battle lines are already being drawn throughout the world. This is from The Hill. State Department official resigns over weapons shipments to Israel. Why would a State Department official resign? And this is, to be honest with you, uh, this is from NBC News, a veteran State Department official resigns over U.S.'s blind support of Israel in its war for Hamas because it's not good foreign policy. You have to make, even though we want to we support a two-state solution, we support Israel um, as an ally in the Middle East, you know, I'm not going to go on the merits whether how smart that is, but you should always do that with um coming in as trying to broker, as we should do in Ukraine, try to broker peace. That take, that's the high, that's a moral high ground. Uh, so you should always take that in foreign policy. I'll just read the lead here from, um, I believe this is CBS. This is through AOL though. A State Department official with over a decade of experience in the agency's bureau that oversees U.S. arms sales resigned this week, citing what he called the U.S.'s blind support for Israel and its war with Hamas war and its continued provision of lethal arms to Israel. Joe Josh Paul, who served as director of congressional and public affairs for the State Department's Bureau of Political Military Affairs for more than 11 years, posted letter about his resignation, I'm leaving today because I believe that in our current course with regards to continued, indeed expanded and expedited provision of lethal arms to Israel, I have reached the end of that bargain. I believe the core of my soul that the response Israel is taking with American support, both for that response and for the status quo of the occupation, will only lead more and deeper suffering for both Israel and Palestinian people and is not a long-term American interest. Indeed, Paul went on to write, this administration's response and much of Congress's as well is an impulsive reaction built on a confirmation bias, political convenience, intellectual bankruptcy, and bureaucratic 
inertia. I should go on with what he has to say. That is to say, immensely disappointing and entirely unsurprising, he added, decades of the same approach have shown the security for peace leads to neither security nor peace. The fact is blind support for one side is destructive, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go on that too much longer because Axios is reporting behind the curtain rattled U.S. government fears wars could spread and are actually egging it on. As I, I talked about yesterday, Biden administration is fanning the flames of World War III. Not surprising because what it all is political kickback from the military industrial complex that funds politicians. You see, corporations, whether it's Raytheon or CBS, Time Warner, whatever that company is, or it doesn't matter what the com- the corporation, you know, whether it's a news media corporation, the military industrial corporation, Silicon Valley, or what have you, they all have the same interest and is supporting corporations um, where those corporations that indeed kick back money to political campaigns and in some cases uh, outright donations or free gifts. So CNN goes on to report um First on CNN, U.S. Navy, Navy warship near Yemen Yemen intercepts multiple missiles. Excuse me, it's all broken up there. But we're at war already. So if you don't know the Houthi rebels in Yemen who are fa- uh, fighting the Saudi-backed government, so you see Sunni and Shiite, it's a, uh, you know, are having a, already a religious war there. It's a proxy war between Sunni and Shia rebels, um, which are the Persians, to be exact. And this is uh, the article I had up first before, but this is from the New York Post. Honeymooners slain in ISIS-linked attack in Uganda ID'd as David Barlow and Celia Geyer. Um, I read a little bit into this. This There might be a cover for these people. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, that they were CIA, but it's it. There is some other intricacies to the story, but the reason I post it is just to show that all of Islam, whether it's Sunni or Shia, are now gunning for Westerners. Jerusalem Post reports rockets, drones hit Iraqi base housing U.S. forces. The United States has uh, 2,500 troops in Iraq and 900 more in neighboring Syria, which they were not invited. So we are actually occupying parts of a country, Syria, that did not invite us to do so. On a mission to advise and assist local forces in combating Islamic State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AP reports drone attacks on a U.S. military base in southern Syria, and there are minor injuries. Just another take on the same story. The Daily Mail is reporting Hamas terrorists used weapons from North Korea in their horrific attack on Israel, including assault rifles, rocket-propelled grenade launchers that were first sold by Kim Jong-un to Iran. So they are tracking the weapons through Iran. But you have to understand also that North Korea is a client state of China, of communist China, So you have to put that in the mix. So actually it's communist China through North Korea funding Iran with weapons who then subsequently funds terrorist groups. So you see the lines are being drawn for World War III, which we're already at war with, the West is, with Islam, militant Islam, but that militant Islam is now directly linked 
to communist China and once removed to Russia, uh, Russia is only in the alliance for convenience. But as I said many times before, my prescient idea, which I've got from hearing from different sources, that the West, particularly the United States, is going to try to elicit a, a, a nuclear first strike from Russia to usher in the wor- uh, New World Order as part of a world war. It's the dialectical struggle uh, that they've been talking about since Cecil Rhodes and uh, the other people that came out of the Illuminati. I think Cecil Rhodes was Golden Dawn, which was a Masonic thing, Um, but it goes all the way back to the Illuminati. And there's been recent talk about letters discovered from Albert Pike, who was a Mason, talking about fostering um, or nurturing three world wars for... uh, the culmination of the new world order or the society, technological society, a technocracy, totalitarian technocracy that they were planning to build. And I believe all this is is linked to Satanism. So if you know anything about the occult and the seven emanations, that's the ultimate plan as of these angels or particularly one of the angels to teach man technology to rival God. But I digress. Back to the headlines. The Hill, FBI's race as AI has been used to amplify terrorist propaganda. Among much more, AI is, <laughs> this is the whole point. The, the technocracy is going to be built on technology, which is going to displace humans. That's the whole point, because humans are supposed to be God's children and his greatest creation And so the idea is Satan wants to displace God's greatest creation. And and that's why it's post-humans, post-humanism, either secular humanism. There was a Christian humanism that devolved, really, into secular humanism, but now that's being displaced by technocracy. A few at the top, a few humans at the top managing technocracy but they're going to say the technocracy is going to get a mind of its own and the displacement and eradication of humans or most of humankind is going to be blamed on the technology not the people at at the top that are i'll get into that in just a second politico uh magazine why the gop can't unite it's two parties under the same roof and the only solution the coalition between themselves or with the democrats and the reality is It's the neoconservatives who aren't really conservatives at all. They're liberal spenders. And it's the establishment rhinos who don't want real conservative Tea Party, the libertarian wing, let's say, of the Republican Party. Who, But there are conservatives who want to limit spending and try to get the country back on track economically and that are populist in the sense is they follow what their constituents want, which is not um, more more war, more war spending, spending on war, more conflicts abroad. And they want to have some sort of homogenous idea of domestic policy, which pre- prevent, which preserves, excuse me, individual liberty. You know, and they want to cut regulation and all these things that actually spur the economy. But, you know, regulation is just business 
authoritarianism. You know, it's not, you don't have free business if you're regulated. And that's the problem is, you know, you have to, that was Trump's idea is to relieve the tax burden from people wanting to invest in inner city urban communities. That's why it worked. CBS News, which Republicans voted against Jim Jordan, uh, speaker bid Wednesday and who have changed sides. I'm just going to read off the names here. Uh, these people I consider neocons is because where they, it's time to coalesce now. So stop it. I'm not going to say who they they voted for. So Vern Buchanan of Florida, Don Bacon of Nebraska, Ken Buck of Colorado, Lori Chavez Raymer of Oregon, Anthony Espinoza of New York, Mario Diaz Ballard of Florida, Republican uh, Representative Jake LZ again of Florida, Drew Ferguson of Georgia, Andrew Gar Garbarino of New York, Carlos uh, Jimenez of Florida, Tony Gonzalez of Texas. Fuck you, Tony. He's the guy. Tony Gonzalez is the only recognizable name here who's always on Face the Nation um, because he's fairly liberal. Uh, Kay Granger of Texas, John James of Michigan, Mike Kelly of Pennsylvania, Jennifer Kiggins of Virginia, Nick Lalota of New York, Michael Lawler of New York, Marionette uh, Miller Meeks of Texas, John Rutherford of Florida, Michael Simpson of Idaho, Pete Stauber of Minnesota, and Steve Womack of Arkansas. A lot of people from Florida and Texas and New York, well, Florida and New York, mostly. So it's obviously, there's a certain lobby, I'm not going to mention, that um, that are in both those states that probably uh, isn't for America first. And we could guess because they certainly don't want, those people don't want to limit spending, whether it's Ukraine or Israel. Bloomberg, death threats, intimidation, Mars speaker race in age of extremism. Um, the Republican Party needs to coalesce. So I don't care who you are. Okay, you wanted Steve Scalise and Steve Scalise drops out, whatever. It's Jim Jordan now is nominated. Vote for Jim Jordan. You know, stop playing around. Jim Jordan is a tough motherfucker, and uh, that's who you want as House Speaker. But people don't, don't want to limit spending aren't going to vote for him because that's exactly what he's going to go through is for the jugular of the deep state, which is printing money. Printing money and, you know, what they're trying to do is to hold up the, the house of cards, excuse me, by more spending. Um, you can't do it. We're $33 trillion in debt and $500 million, excuse me, $500 billion a year of debt maintenance. Some of four reports, um, U.S. warns every American abroad should be cautious, of course, because we're dusting off clash of civilizations and now every Westerner is going to be a target, especially in the Arab world. John's, uh, I just had to put this in, John Stewart's show on Apple is ending, thank God. He fucking sucks. I used to watch him on The Daily Show. He was kind of funny. Um, but the reason is he wanted to talk about China and what, what something else, China and AI. And so, whoa, Apple said, we can't talk about that. And so they, mutual ending, and just show the problem, is because he wanted to talk about China and AI. And we have to do something about both those things. Don't you think? Not according to Apple. 
fucking motherfucker that runs Apple. He's almost as bad as Bill Gates. So the Guardian is reporting fear of employee displacement as Amazon brings robots into warehouses. You might have seen the video. These are humanoid uh, robots that move bins. And so if you don't know what working at Amazon is, uh, what the humans do mostly in the warehouse is move bins around. Now they have humanoid robots to do that. So bye-bye jobs. So maybe AOC was right not to let Amazon uh, open a warehouse in New York because all those jobs are going to be displaced anyway. The Seattle Times reports also Amazon unveils new human-shaped warehouse robot, more powerful drone. This guy's an idiot. Who 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 the hell would write a headline like that? It's a humanoid ro- robot that does human tasks, which is moving the bins around and I'm not going to get too much into that. New York Post, Google lays off dozens in its new in its news division in latest round of cuts. Yeah, the uh, Silicon Valley is getting rid of news from their platforms. So all the misinformation and disinformation they were pumping into people now is just going to stop. So now people are just going to be, they're not going to have any information. Uh, The New York Times reports Silicon Valley ditches news shaking an unstable industry. It was unstable when I was working there. And it was like a lot of the damage was self-inflicted. You know, they just, because most newspapers were owned by media corporations, they just did whatever it took to make money. Obviously, Jeff Bezos with um, Washington Post, that was all political um, and so what they do is they just, uh, news actually caved into Operation Mockingbird and the CIA. What do you want us to put in there? We'll do, as long as you give us a stipend, as long as you pay us, where, you know, they sold out to the highest bidder, which in most instances was the CIA or other propagandists. And so like, by the time I left media, they were openly talking about activist journalism Look what we did. Look how we supported this legislation and it passed, hooray for us. Um, that was never the news when I started. It was just a fax, ma'am. You, you're not supposed to take a side. You're just gonna, you're gonna write about you know, both sides of the issue. You're gonna report on both sides of the issue. And sure, you could come down on one side or the other, but it, it was almost when it was... Um, too apparent not to come down on one side or the other. You know, because you when you report on a story, sometimes the truth is so apparent that, you know, even if, if it's the two sides of the debate, you come down on the one that is apparently true. Um, even though if you report on the other, which is not so true. Um, anyway, I digress. Reuters reports Argentine voters fired up by anger, ready to leap into the political void. They're not leaping into the political void. Here we go again. Another right, right-wing libertarian um, in this country, Javier Millet, uh, Millet who's a um, economist, wild-haired, chainsaw-wielding economist, has real, risen from relative obscurity over the past year, and now he's on top. Um, and they can't stop this worldwide because everybody has tried socialism. Socialism doesn't work economically. And the left is now promoting these just absurd and ludicrous uh, cultural ideas. 
um, that all they do are all they are, are more divisive and they spread anger and like I said, very divisive uh, and they're progressive. So, and postmodern and it's just, uh, people are just sick of it. And that's why people like Javier Millet uh, appeals to people and so do a lot of other people that just start talking sense. Because while you can enter entertain notions that are bizarre or progressive for a little while, after a while, you're like, mm, that's the whole thing with socialism. How do they repackage socialism? Well, they did it in a postmodern package, you know, to really appeal to the nihilists um, out there. Washington Post reports China's nuclear arsenal on track to double by 2030. Pentagon reports. So just, and let it happen. And who... <laughs> Who sold China uh, missile technology that they're putting the nuclear warheads on? It's their warhead technology that is behind, but they've already got MIRVs, um, but they're developing more of those. And so that's, you know, we gave them the technology, just like the, the Jewish scientists involved in the Manhattan Project gave the technology to the Soviets. One country shouldn't be able to have this power. Yeah, the country that supports freedom, maybe. So you could use that nuclear threat to protect freedom, not democracy. What the fuck is democracy? It's it's casting of the ballot. Uh, the LA Times reports, Stanford scientist, after decades of study, concludes we don't have free will. This is a socialist postmodern idea. Let's escape from freedom. Um, you do have free will. If you put yourself in the middle of the forest, you know, sure, you could be influenced by your history, all the books you read, whatever, but you do have free will. You could decide to go left, to go right, to go up, to go down. Maybe I'll just climb up in this tree and sit here for the rest of my life and eat nuts. You know, that's free will. But they're telling you you don't have free will because of, of influence. Uh, and all the things you learn in since birth, you know, have somehow brainwashed you that you can't decide, you know what, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck everything I learned. I'm going to go live in the woods like uh, Theodore Kaczynski. So I just want to go over reliable sources, which is Oliver, Oliver Darcy is a Saudi intelligence agent. <laughs> so, But he reports on Mitt Romney, and Mitt Romney, the, the previous GOP standard bearer, believes right-wing media machine is at fault for much of the radicalization that has disfigured the GOP. That's the problem I have. First of all, again, mischaracterization, you can't radicalize the right. They're reactionaries. Radicalization happens on the left with progressive ideas, and that's how they become radicalized. You have a newfound notion of something. Let's, you know, bring down capitalism or the ability for businesses to make money. Let's bring it down because it's unfair. That's a radical idea. Um, Mitch, uh, uh, Mitt Romney was never the Republican standard bearer. You know, people didn't like him. I never liked him and, you know, and he's a Mormon. And they say radicalization has disfigured the GOP. It's actually conservatives real conservatives that are trying to put the conservative back in the Republican Party and get and kick out all the neocons and the establishment folks who kick back to corporate donors, all these people and all the rhinos, the uniparty folks that seem to be in bed with um, 
to be in bed with the Democratic Party or the socialists. It's all about spending. <laughs> Understand. It's all about spending. This is conspiracy. It's all about spending. That's what conservatives don't want you to spend tax dollars. Liberals want to spend tax dollars liberally because they think it's wonderful. But most people out there don't know how money is created. They just don't. And you devalue the currency when you're printing money. You're putting more money into circulation and that makes the money in circulation worth less. It's just, that's how you print money is you just print money. And that's how you get crazy inflation. It's happening in Argentina. It's going to happen here too. You can't. So, and there are people out there, I'm a fiscal conservative, but I'm socially liberal. No, you're not. You're a libertarian. <laughs> you're right-wing libertarian. There are no cultural issues. You know, the culture and morals don't exist on the political spectrum. How many laws do you want? And how much do you want to spend? That's the reality. You can't handle the truth. All right, so for me, Rudy's Revelation, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment down below, share the podcast. Check out my other website, libpop.org. You can find the audio podcast on my website, rudysrevelation.com. Don't forget you're under attack psychologically, biologically. You do have free will. You do. Don't don't listen to the Stanford scientists. Have a great weekend. I'll see you next week. I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. The New World Order.